Hey everyone out there, how's it going? Welcome to ScreenSpeak. It's the podcast that's all about movies, life, and so much more. I'm the host, producer, the creator, the architect. Who are you? I am the architect. <laughs> Jordan Anderson, that's my name. This is my podcast, so thanks so much for being here and for listening, and I do sincerely hope that while you're here, you're enjoying yourself and your time spent here on ScreenSpeak. In this episode, I'm joined by Eric Frazee, the festival director, and Scott Chrisman, the festival founder, from the Cedar Rapids Independent Film Festival. Now, Eric and Scott, they had previously joined me for an episode a good while back before this year's 2023 festival happened to help promote it, but this time they're back with me to help break down how this year's festival went, as well as to reflect on it with me and talk about what's coming next for the Cedar Rapids Independent Film Festival. Now, I'll tell everybody right up front, there's a lot to unpack in this one. Outside of our own general thoughts on how the festival went, we talk about a lot of the surprises that came out of it and feedback that came from the audience, the importance of volunteers during the festival and the importance of sponsors, lessons that were learned, and and much, much more. And I gotta tell you, everybody, and I wasn't thinking that this would happen uh, when I was putting this episode together, but this episode's a bittersweet one for me. The Cedar Rapids Independent Film Festival was my first film festival. Not only that I attended, but one that I was a part of directly with this podcast. And furthermore on that, getting to have my podcast just be on site for this festival was an amazing opportunity. Because up until that point, I had never really done anything like that. I had steadily been recording and developing the podcast prior and putting out episodes for sure, but I hadn't had that local quote-unquote notoriety, if you will, to be able to have it out there in the public for all to be able to see and experience with me. And just to me, the whole experience just really felt like I had leveled up the podcast in a way and taken it to its natural quote-unquote next step. And I think because of that, it really helped me to put myself out there, to get ScreenSpeak's name out there, and seriously gave me some more confidence that this podcast has some real merit, and it actually has something that's worth saying. And and that feeling alone, everybody, I, I just want to try to express this, even though it's difficult. It's really hard to put in the words. Anyone out there that's listening that's a fellow content creator or aspiring creative or artist, you're going to get where this is coming from. It's huge to be able to have direct feedback from your peers, from your community, telling you nice things about what you're doing, telling you that this is a good thing that you're doing, and encouraging you to to do this and, and to keep doing it. it it's really emotional for me. <laughs> I mean, it, it really truly is. Just being able to interact with filmmakers that were in attendance at this thing, the Getting, getting the talk with the volunteers of the festival and, and getting general audience members to come up and talk to me at the festival and connect with me and learn about ScreenSpeak, it, it was amazing. It just simply put was amazing. So message to everybody out there that's listening that I met at CRIF. I'm just going to refer to the festival as CRIF from this point. I love meeting you. I really sincerely love meeting you, and I hope that we can stay connected going forward into the future. And I'm not just saying that. During this year's CRIF, I was able to record six episodes on site. And I really enjoyed going back and getting to listen to those conversations play out and cutting them together and putting them out there for you all to enjoy. Simply put, I just, I really enjoyed my time at this festival. 
And with this conversation, it marks the last one that I'm going to be putting out to you all that has anything to do with the Cedar Rapids Independent Film Festival for the 2023 year. It was fun having the last few episodes be part of a series that all tied together around this one special thing, this festival. So after this, it's back to more new content with myself, guests, and some other creative surprises that I have coming down the pipe, but I don't want to spoil to you all just yet. And don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm all too happy to be doing that, to be plowing ahead into the unknown, but again, it was just nice to be able to have some steady content for a while that was all focused around this awesome festival. Oh. Oh. <clears throat> Big O. On the subject of film festivals, I can tell you this with some certainty. The Cedar Rapids Independent Film Festival will not be the only film festival that this podcast is going to have involvement with in 2023. Meaning... I got a special announcement coming for you all. I can't say it just yet because there's some details that are still being finalized, but as soon as those details are solidified, I will let you know about it, I promise. Good things are coming with it, and, and exciting things for that matter, and I, and I can't wait to share it once it's all solidified and said and done, uh, but I can't share it just yet, but I promise you, CRIF is not the only festival that ScreenSpeak is going to be having some involvement with this year, so that is super, super exciting. All right, now before I let the conversation loose, I have some quick shout-outs and plugs for you all. If you haven't done so already, or this is your first time here, do me a favor and hit that follow button and the bell so that you're not missing out on any other content that's coming from ScreenSpeak. You can likewise do the same on ScreenSpeak's Instagram and Facebook. It takes just a few seconds to do, and it's a real quick way to show your support to this podcast. As for shout-outs, there were a lot of people and organizations that played a crucial role, in my opinion, during this 2023 Cedar Rapids Film Festival. And they not only made it possible, but I think they just really made the experience more enjoyable for everyone that was involved with that festival. And for the record, none of these people or places that I'm about to mention are sponsors of the podcast, though maybe now that I'm thinking about it out loud, they should be. I just genuinely wanted to give them some love because deep down, I think they deserve it. So here we go. Mandy Marin, she was a volunteer and intern coordinator for the festival. She was a really awesome lady on site that was there that I met, and I noticed throughout the whole festival that she was working her ass off to make sure that everything flowed seamlessly and that all the volunteers knew what they were doing, so I had to give a, a shout out to Mandy. Uh, Collins Road Theaters, they hosted the festival, and I think they really provided a, a welcoming space for all the creatives that were present. Produce Iowa. I didn't really even know who Produce Iowa was before getting involved with this festival, but I gotta tell you everybody, they're worth looking into. They help connect the state of Iowa's creatives and provide them all opportunities to grow and do a lot more with their film careers and other creative pursuits that they may have. Uh, Sweetopia. They provided delicious food for the festival that I think I ate entirely way too much of. With great satisfaction, I might add. And lastly, musician and artist Elizabeth Von Presley and Stillwater Coffee for keeping everybody there caffeinated and overall very happy. Now, if anybody wants to learn more about any one of those places or people, do check out the description of this episode. All the links are there. Very easy to navigate through. All right, that's it. Thanks again for being here, everybody. Love, love you all. Enjoy the episode.
I can't thank you enough of both, uh, again, both of you guys, just for having um, having me be a part of the festival, and obviously you guys both being back on here. I was actually really excited to do this follow-up, because going through the festival with you guys was obviously a, a whirlwind of an experience, but mostly in a positive way, I would say. Um, but you guys brought me a card, so I'm going to try to actually read this on air. Is that, is that okay? Like... I think so. Is there anything like weird in here or something? I don't think I wrote anything <laughs> weird. Because, I, I mean, one, very nice touch. Very nice touch on this because um, in in my day world that I currently am in where it's the world of finance, we actually usually tell people to do the handwritten cards because, yes, we can do an email and you can do a text and video calls and stuff like that, but there's something about the pure act of writing down words at length uh, on a you know, on a piece of paper, on a card, and looks like you did cursive too. Oh yeah, and I have horrible handwriting. <laughs> it can't be any worse than mine. <laughs> All right, let's let's see. So this says, uh, Jordan, on behalf of the festival staff, attendees, and filmmakers, I want to express my appreciation for the publicity and continuing coverage you have given the 2023 Cedar Rapids Independent Film Festival. It says Criff here, but and look at that, like I'm like halfway through, and I still read it perfectly fine. It's great. You're doing you're doing great. <laughs> We have received nothing but compliments for the. Oh, I just I just hit my, I just hit my first one. What was what is that? Event. Oh, for the event. I'm, I apologize. Uh, for the event, and many filmmakers can't wait until next year. Excellent. Screenspeak's promotional help and your setup assistance were valuable elements to creating a memorable experience for everyone. And I look forward to continuing our partnership in the future. Thanks, Eric. Thank you. No, thank you. Seriously, I mean, was, thank was, you. The publicity, you know, your, your listeners may not realize that you also had a hand in helping us set up stuff. Sure. Which was, which was great also. You know, many hands make, uh, make short work, so I'm thank definitely you. keeping this. I, and I actually am a person that when it comes to the meaningful cards, if this was frankly like, like you know, the half-ass like, Happy New Year or like Christmas card, mm -hmm. you get about like a week of shelf life and then I'm like, like right. pitch. But, but these are the ones I save. I literally have like a box in the back for the meaningful stuff. Nice. So thank so you. You can seriously. recycle it in 10 years instead of, <laughs> instead of immediately. It's true. It's now, a good so, move to dodge the happy new year in this one. I, do, I really do appreciate that, though. It's very nice. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, guys, just the festival is done this year now, 2023 at least, right? Um, I just want to go immediately into what your thoughts were, each of you, on how overall you felt it went. I was. I was thrilled. Mm -hmm. I think it went terrific. We, I mean, we had a few little snags here and there, but I think from a technical standpoint, it went really very smoothly. Uh, I think mm -hmm. from a working with the the filmmakers and and uh, and serving the you know the audience members, I think it went very well. Uh, we had <clears throat> very few issues. In fact, nothing comes to mind off the top of my head. I, I think it was. I think it was successful, and 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 we've received nothing but but praise and, and good compliments from mm -hmm. from filmmakers and people that uh, you know people that attended on just what a great time they had, you know how much fun it was, how you know the filmmakers felt like their contributions were valued. They felt like we cared about the films, uh, and they felt like we you know cared about making sure people had a good experience. Yeah, 
Now, how, how did the most of the, like, I mean, I know you said there was a lot of feedback. Was that just directly on site at the festival? Like, did anybody bother to, like, you know, send you, like, a direct email or a call or, like, anything like that? I've had a few emails. That's nice. Yeah. Few, 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 yeah a few filmmakers who yeah. have said, you know, I, I can't wait for next, you know, next year is going to be great. That's I, awesome. I plan to enter. I plan to enter again. Thanks a lot. You know, we did a, a follow-up email um, a couple days after the festival just to kind of wrap things up see if uh, you know they needed anything uh, of course for the for the uh, official selections and the winners we offer the, the ability to get you know duplicate trophies duplicate certificates and whatnot so mm-hmm. we have kind of a final you know a final correspondence with them and, and a lot of them replied saying hey that, that was you know it was great had a great time thanks for everything you did mm-hmm. you know and, and things of that nature that's awesome Scott what do you think yeah, I, I would echo all of that. Um, there's always a few things behind the scenes where you go, oh, there was this thing or that thing, but mm-hmm. there's very little for bumps or hiccups. Uh, the thing that always amazes me, and this year was no different, was even though we added extra time, uh, is it's blink and you miss it. You know, you're so involved in all yeah. of it. And we added, you know, setting up the VIP lounge. We had an extra day of Thursday to set up. We had more time screening on Friday. And then uh, more time on Sunday. Now, I didn't get in for much of that because I was running the judges' critiques in the other other room. But uh, so now we're essentially three full days plus an extra day of setup, and it still just goes by in the blink of an eye. Yeah. So uh, you've really mm-hmm. got to. I've been reminded over the years you've got to take a moment and just kind of stand there and enjoy it for a bit because otherwise it's over and you go, my goodness, with that whole. You know, six, eight months, whatever, and it's, it's just like it's just like a wedding. <laughs> yep, very much so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because I I was married last year, and I had very similar advice because you know it takes like so much legwork just to put such a, a seemingly short time span together. Now, granted, weddings are much different than a, than a film festival, um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's important that like all the after all the hustle and bustle, like you got to remember why you're why you're there and you know doing it. I mean, you guys ultimately are movie fans. I mean, obviously, like you love the state of Iowa, you love the the filmmakers that are here, and you know ultimately that's why you bust your ass to to put this on for the people. Sure, right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my thoughts on it, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, it's fairly lengthy. I'll try to, <laughs> I mean, I know this is a podcast, but, you know, I'll, you know, I'll see how well I can structure this. So take it day by day. So first off, um, kind of leading up into things, you guys allowing me to sit in on board meetings and kind of just get a, a bird's eye view, mm-hmm. if you will, mm-hmm. to, to the, uh, the process of putting it together. Granted, I think I came in on the tail end of it, so I'm not sure if every meetings are always like how the ones I sat in on. Because I, <laughs> I, and I don't mean that like in a bad way. I just think it was it's close to game time, and it's like we gotta kind of make sure that we are not missing a single detail. Like that's that's oh, yeah. what it felt like at, at least at that part. I think that's a that's a, a great deal of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, is is. You know, we have a task sheet, and we have a list of, of things that need to get accomplished by you know X date, or or you know prior to the <clears throat> festival, or yeah. you know, and and it's a matter of you know being able to check boxes off on that list, mm-hmm. and being able to assign uh, jobs to to various uh, you know volunteers. Uh, uh, Mandy Maring, uh, who kind of uh, she's sort of our HR and uh, and volunteer coordinator mm-hmm. uh, and intern coordinator does a fantastic job of, of delegate I, I am not the world's best delegator and she right. does a, a spectacular job of assigning tasks and delegating delegating tasks to various people who she feels are, are going to have the best strengths to mm-hmm. complete those tasks um, 
frankly, without Mandy, I don't think we would have been nearly as as successful uh, as we were, just because she is very good at managing the human aspect of of the uh, you know of the event. Is this her first year being involved with the uh, the festival? No, she's been involved off and on since probably two thousand nine. Sure. Uh, we've had we've had a lot of people that you know take a hiatus, or whatever, and come back. Going, yeah, I really miss that environment. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. Um, but she's one of those people that, that keeps us on track uh, because the <clears throat> a lot of us were creative, or at least started as creative people, <laughs> and so we're kind of hard to corral sometimes. And having someone who's got that level-headed operational sort of thought of, hey, we got to get yeah. through this list. Uh, is very helpful to keep us on track. Well, and I felt, at least I felt like just the you know the sheer amount of all the things. I mean, one is just impressive from a work standpoint because you're like, my God, it's like there's all these little things that you know maybe the average person might not be aware of, but it all has to be done. But I think what I enjoyed about sitting in on it was that there was never like any question about what needed to be done. Like it was never like I'm kind of like unsure of like the direction and stuff. It was very direct, but still like respectful with how it was done. Where it's just like, okay, uh, Blake, are you doing this, this, this? Yes, no, okay, great, move on. Like mm-hmm. just kind of down the line like that. Uh, and I know that takes time to get to that point. And I'm sure from the beginning, it, it probably wasn't like that. But. Sure. Well, and and it's a challenge in some respects for Scott and, and myself because so much of that stuff is in our heads already from years of doing it that communicating the expectations and, and what needs to be done and how things are done you know is is something we really have to you know concentrate to do because you know we have a shorthand we know we know this stuff and so it's it's you know it, it's you know it requires it requires us to be very articulate with Describing how something has to be accomplished, with, you know, to a new volunteer, or, yeah. or telling, mm-hmm. telling them, you know, what the system is for X, Y, Z. Yeah, mm-hmm. I found I found that apparent, especially uh, I, at least on on Friday, I think it was when uh, we're starting, or maybe it was Thursday. <laughs> it's kind of a blur, uh, but when you're starting to set up some of that uh, equipment. You know, and, and I forgive me. I don't know all the names of all the like you know like the the camera stands and the uh, the lights uh, fixtures and everything. And that's to me an instance where you need to be very specific for people that aren't handling this equipment like on a day to day to just make them feel comfortable. Like okay, I'm not going to break it. Like I touch it. You know. Right. Sure. And part of it is explaining some of the the why and some of the background. And yeah. And like Eric said, we've got such a shorthand after 20 times around doing this that. If you don't explain it to people in a little more detail, sometimes they don't pick up some of the nuanced things that you go, oh, yeah, back in you know such and such year, we learned you've definitely got to do this, this, and this, because otherwise, <laughs> yeah. you know, this other thing happens. So make sure we download that to everybody or and, and in a respectful way, but just mm-hmm. a, hey, yeah, this this is how this process works, and if we don't do it, then other things happen. Well, and, and you guys did a, I mean, I thought you guys did a, a, a good job at corralling the energy sometimes in those meetings, because, you know, you, you got some young volunteers and whatnot, and some of them are energetic, and they're not always focused. They're going their screens and doing stuff, but like, there's a couple <laughs> times where you had to put the hammer down, you know, and just be like, hey, guys, like, come on. Like we we gotta we gotta stay on point here. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, but I think that's normal. Yeah, that's normal. Yeah. I mean, and and by and large, the volunteers, the interns that we had were, were outstanding. You know, yeah. They, they really put in a lot of effort and did a lot of work. You know, to to help you know bring this thing to fruition, and, and mm. we're 
completely thankful of, of their you know their involvement i think they all really enjoy the process which i have a, i have a section in here i'm going to talk just strictly about them but uh to to finish my thoughts that i had just overall about the festival when friday came around i met friday was the day that i was actually more nerve-wracked than the other days i wasn't expecting to be necessarily but i also tried to remember is like this was my first time being on a a festival being like actually part of like a program in, in a sense you know um, kind of just understanding, like, okay, like this is how the auditoriums are playing the stuff. The attendees are coming in here. I got my table here. The recording space is over here. How often do I bounce back and forth? So I have like a million thoughts, you know, kind of going through your head, and you're also trying to be uh, in what I would call like that that marketer mode, where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, like I'm going to be a little more social than like your normal self because you have to be a face to a brand, and you're putting yourself out there and being like, hi, hello, and. You know, it's a very specific mindset, but it, and I find and I find for myself it takes me a second to get there. Once I'm there, I'm good. Like, but it, it takes a second to warm up. And so Friday to me kind of felt like the warm up day, sure. if you will, which was fine because uh, you know Saturday was kind of like the day, right? Right. Right. Um, but still, Friday, like by the time like the evening rolled around, I think I, I felt good about things. Like I had like a sense of you know kind of like what's what. Um, people were being friendly from the get-go. I can say that with all the attendees. Um, and then Saturday was the day where it's like, that's like the wedding day to me, where I'm like, it's just a blur. Like, you're just kind of being pulled around in the conversations. People are wanting to talk to you, which was good. Um, I can give a brief shout-out to the attendees that... The, uh, excuse me, not the attendees, the volunteers. They were great during the Q&A sections in that... They handled them in a timely manner, but then I don't know if they got instructed to do this, but they were saying like, hey, screen speaks over there. Like, go go talk to Jordan after like your stuff. And they got into a rhythm of that. And that was bringing more conversation my way, which is good because, you know, my own attempts doing it. A few of the times I got told no. Some people sure. were yes, but then, you know, you got to wait till they have free time and stuff like that. But they, they really helped out a lot with that. Oh, good, good. Um, and then I think, honestly, the rest of the thoughts I had on it was just, just being grateful for everything I learned about it. I mean, between just seeing how a festival runs and operates, that's an education. Um, seeing the pre-work go into it, being a part of the, the stuff itself, and then just the setup, like you said. Um, I kind of felt like a volunteer in a sense because I was just kind of doing stuff because like, I didn't care. I'm like, there's work. It needs sure. to be done. Like, let's sure. go. Um, and I do really like that type of camaraderie and collaboration where it's like no one cares about like position and title at that point. You're just trying to execute. Um, I really, really thrive in environments like that. Um, and then I would also just say that just talking with all the people, I mean, learning about their perspectives, learning that Iowa is actually not such a quote unquote small place, uh, film wise, like there's actually a plenty of people here that are doing things and there's a lot of people that actually are doing some really interesting things mm-hmm. i know before we uh hit record on this we were talking about uh, uh jake daniels and, and michael huntington uh they were filmmakers and attendees at the festival one of them's opening a, a freaking film studio I know. like that's a huge undertaking and that's big um you know and just like stuff learning like stuff like that it, it gives you uh, gives you fuel to to continue and know that you know there's other people that are itching to kind of get seen and also feel connected and heard and I think I'm well, I, yeah, and that's that always sense. been a big part of the festival is just helping you know the, helping those filmmakers meet each other you know giving them a uh, you know giving them an environment where they feel like they're amongst friends 
mm-hmm. you know, even if they haven't met yet. But, but you know, enabling them to make those connections and, and foster those connections. Um, you know, it's 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 different now than it was 20 years ago in that, you know, the Internet, you know, social media stuff obviously makes us more connected in some ways. But still, to be able to sit down in a, in a theater and watch somebody's film and then afterwards yeah. say, hey, I really liked what you did there. You know, I've got an idea for something. Mm-hmm. It's always been nice to see people that come back year after year and it ends up being like a uh, like a cross-pollination of of artistry and if you looked into the deep into the credits this year i think you'd see an awful lot of pairings from years past of this person showed up with a film five years ago ten years ago they met up with a couple more people they ended up with you know everybody's on the same batch of credits for a couple years and they just find their find their group people that really they enjoy working with and mesh mm-hmm. well with and, and they turn out even better workers and they've got different people wearing different hats. There was the one gentleman, I, I can't think of his name off the top, and, and I'm skipping ahead to when you guys get to the uh, the Eddies, the award ceremony, but you gave uh, it may have been a certificate, I'm not 100% sure, to uh, was it like that crazy Mike guy? Insane Mike. Insane yeah. Mike. Insane <laughs> Mike Saunders and Jason Bollinger, prescribed films. Yeah, I just, I like, I think you guys said that like they had been entrants and just participants for like... Since 2005 I think it was. Right. That's yeah. That's a long time. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I think just recognizing even like that, I mean, I could tell like his emotions, and he was sincere. He's just like, "Oh my god, like this is so crazy." <laughs> sure, they have they've just, I mean, they enter and they enter and they enter, and some of the stuff is 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 great. Some of it's okay. So, you know, occasionally they have one that falls flat, but yeah. I mean, <clears throat> out of twenty six, twenty nine, I can't remember. What, I Somewhere wrote it down. The number of films they they uh, sh- that they entered, I think, out of 20-something, 29-ish, only six films haven't been selected. Yeah. So, I mean, that that speaks to, to, to you know, some measure of skill and, and success that they've had. Well, the, the greater measure, I think, in addition to not only their uh, entries, is you would see them show up in other people's credits as well. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. pretty recognizable folks, so it's easy to track them down in the lobby. And just due to their, their genre... And their willingness to help other people. I, I've seen them in you know, makeup and special effects for several other different films. Mm-hmm. And just generating that camaraderie of, yeah, we'll come help you out with that. So they've been they've been involved in a lot. And they're the nicest, most friendly guys. I remember mm-hmm. the first time that they showed up. And at the time, Jason was, was a big, big guy with lots of with lots of facial hair and mm-hmm. many facial piercings and he looked like and he was wearing probably some sort of heavy metal or horror movie t-shirt or something yeah. and I said oh this guy's kind of freaky and yeah. then you talk to him and he's like the sweetest teddy bear of a guy <laughs> and, it's just, and it was just so it's just so cool because they're they you know they make a lot of really crazy horror you know have done a lot of gross out type type films sure. and they're the nicest <clears throat> guys they're just they're just they're just so much fun um I'm curious about on the subject of the movies itself. Uh, what were your favorites this year? Oh, you know we can't play favorites. I mean, you gotta have like one or two that you really liked. I mean, it's hard. I mean, it's it's hard to pick favorites because they, you know, all the films, all fifty-one films, are in the festival because they were well done because they had good story because they were produced 
with a high degree mm-hmm. of production value. <clears throat> so, I mean, you could pick a favorite based on your own personal interests. Sure. But, I mean, from a from a, a standpoint of saying, God, which was the best film that showed? You can't do yeah, that. Yeah, no, that, that, but that like, would be, but like, that'd be tough. I loved Reveille, the, the, the World, War, World War II period. Mm-hmm. Wonderful film. I love Livestock on the Land, which is a, a which was the documentary about regenerative farm farming practices done by um, done by uh, practical farmers of Iowa. Mm-hmm. I thought that was terrific. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to everybody's got their own uh, niche or or achievement within their mm-hmm. own film. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one that sticks out to me, and I think it's just because they were so <clears throat> early on in their in their career, is uh, Zach dies at nine. Which oh, I yeah. think it was a high school yeah, high production, is that right? And it was so self-aware and just found itself play, it played with tropes and kind of winked to the audience a few times. It's like, well, that's really smart for that level of filmmaker. Right. So that kind of stuff, you know. And, and then the, you know, the signature people who have, you know, you, you can expect this, that, and the other thing from from repeat people. But every film delivered something mm-hmm. interesting, and I feel like I always learn something new about the area. And uh, ways you could use a location, or you know, all these special things we have in Iowa of either stories that originated here, things I didn't didn't realize, and I, I learned something every year. Mm-hmm. I think that the livestock on the land was really powerful in the way they went after telling that story and interviewing the the farmers. Um, but yeah, there's always always something out of each one of these. You go, that's an interesting shot. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting take on how to do that. Uh, I wouldn't have thought to put that script together the way that you did. So there, there's something interesting in all of them. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, like, it's going back to, like, the, the favorite or, like, the best. I mean, I, I usually roll my eyes when someone's like, what's your favorite movie? Because I'm like, oh, God. Like, there, there, there's there's too many. Um, but I could say, like, some standouts to me. Uh, the King's Eye is one that comes to mind for me. King's Eye is fantastic. Um, just because that one, and I, and I talked with uh, uh, Tony Cross, I think is his name. Mm-hmm. Um, I got, I did get a conversation with him that'll be out in the future. But uh, I liked his movie because there was very minimal use of dialogue, but I was still able to follow the story, and there was still very good visual sense with it. Um, I, I think I joked with him. I'm like, if my uh, deceased father left me a scavenger hunt, well, I ain't gonna find it because I, I'm so terrible, <laughs> terrible <laughs> puzzles. Um, but I, I really appreciated like the imagination behind that one. Uh, it was really interesting. And then some of the other ones that uh, you mentioned, Reveille, uh I had those gentlemen on the podcast as well. Just, the, I mean, the fact that their German story is just, I mean, their immigration story is fascinating. Oh, yeah. And those two dudes are very fascinating people. Um, some of the other ones I'm trying to think that stands out. I mean, I, I have the program right Between here. Between the lines <laughs> is great. Um, you know, like I said, I can't. I can go down the list and just start. Saying, you know, letters is awesome. Mm-hmm. Large was fun. Uh, um, oh, the way it was, I did the like way that it was one as well. Great. I'm trying to think. About I mean, it's 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 hard. It's hard to just say, oh, this was my favorite. I. Oh, and the bridge. Yeah, I was going to give a shout bridge out to the bridge. That one was good too. Um, but yeah, all all of them. Even if I didn't Standing Catlett. I mean, or not Standing Catlett, Standing Strong, Elizabeth Catlett. Sorry, you just got a peek behind the curtain there of our shorthand for referring to films. <laughs> but, like, some of, some of them, too, like, just to Scott's point, I mean, you know, not every film, like, you connect with on there, because as you said, everybody kind of has their own niche, and, and some movies, I would certainly say, are experimental in tone and kind of what they're trying to achieve. 
and the short I kind of learned just from watching so many of them in a quick uh, in a quick uh, time frame. It's not the same, uh, obviously, narrative structure of like a feature film where you know you have like a good cushy two hours to tell a story. Like you, you are challenged certainly with what you're able to convey in a in a short amount of time. I mean, one of them I think was uh, like three minutes, you know, for for sure. one or two of them. Sure. Um, but as you said, it's like you see a camera angle that you like. You see uh, a way that something was structured. You see that there is a, a message being said without something being said. Um, so I found there was a ton of different things to appreciate. What were some surprises at the festival? And whether that is just like a film or just things that, you know, you guys have been doing this for a while and you're like, I was not expecting that at all at the festival this year. Um, one of the surprises I had just, uh, you know, I didn't know what to expect from the Reveille, uh crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're German immigrants. They did this war picture didn't know anything about them i was just kind of i i wasn't concerned at all i was just curious i wonder what these wonder what these guys are like you know they might be interesting or they might be be offensive they might who knows what they could be you know mm-hmm. i mean you, you think about that anytime you you're, you're wondering i'd like to to you know think of that you know my you know, my feeling is that you know any any filmmaker that's coming to the festival is going to be a great person, and I was just I was blown away with how interesting they were to talk to, mm-hmm. and how <clears throat> I think I think I don't know how many conversations I had with them just about their process and, and things, and I, I guess I I came out of it just really really. Th- Respecting them, and I and I, I think I would consider them <coughs> friends at this point. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I would say that was one surprise. Um, I guess I'd been away for a little while, so I didn't necessarily know who knew who. Mm-hmm. But I found it interesting that there was like this these filmmakers that kind of like Scott said how how you know you can look you know through the credits and see filmmakers who have met. You know, past festivals and kind of work. I was interested to see how many there were filmmakers that were in each other's movies. Like, like when I was, especially when I was looking at the red carpet and saying, "Hey, they're posing with they know why are they in the picture with? Oh, because they're in that. Oh, they worked and and it was right. it was neat. I mean, there was there were a couple of different of a couple of different groups where where it was you know different people than than. You would expect it's like why, why is this person sitting with this person or what? How do they know each other? And you know, trying and then talking to them, you know, at the at the after party or whatever, and just hey, how do you know so and so? Oh yeah, well we worked on this and that, and then it, it was just kind of neat to to see that sort of thing happening. I think it's interesting on that that there is like this this. I don't want to say hidden community because like that's not right, but it, it does seem like at least at this festival there is like an inner community that's there where it's like you know people work on each other's films or people are familiar with this festival or like hey I saw you on this or that and there is kind of like this little community that forms I think as a result of going to something like Criff or possibly other festivals that are in the state of Iowa too. Sure, mm-hmm. and we can't take credit for that. I mean, obviously, you know, a lot of these people meet wherever they meet. And they get involved, and they, you know, help out in others' films. You know, mm-hmm. then sometimes they meet it at Criff, sometimes they meet at other festivals, sometimes they meet on the street, yeah, but um, or at school or wherever. 
I definitely think from just the amount of people I met, I mean, there was just... I mean, we, we keep talking about the guys from Reveille just because, like, they have such a unique background, but there was plenty of people I met there that just had such different life experience than me. I mean, oh, yeah. like, a ton. Uh, and I know Scott, he gave a wonderful speech at one point. I want to say it was before the Eddies, but I'm not 100% certain, so don't quote me on that. He gave a speech at one point talking about like how you know film makes people kind of empathize for others, um, gives you certainly different perspectives on other people, and that can only be done through the power of film. Something along those lines. You said it much better than what I just butchered there. Um, but I just definitely think that's true because, again, like there's... There's just so many different people that you'll only, to me, meet in that type of a, a setting. I mean, I don't know where else you're likely to get that group of people together and have them form relationships and, and network from any other setting than a film festival like this. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, yeah, I think it's a great uh, medium for, for empathy and for understanding. Uh, there are so few places where you can step into someone's shoes so completely as you can in a, a character in a movie or a setting of a movie. And I think that carries over to the, the crew and the production folks as well. Of, uh, I'm, I'm never going to be an astronaut, uh, a long time out of being a small child, uh, but those are things you can easily get into to say, oh, I'm, I'm this character for 20 minutes. I'm this character for an hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, I'm experiencing something that happens in relationships that aren't my own and parts of the world that aren't my own uh, but people are a lot more open to it I think well, hey, come watch a movie oh yeah I'll watch it. what's this about oh it's this thing and that thing oh okay oh gosh yeah I really understand why that these events hurt this person or these events meant a lot to this person and it's a, it's a good way to get past some of our cultural differences <clears throat> geographic differences enough to say yeah I understand that that's part of the human experience and uh, it's a good good place to experiment with some of those ideas and mm-hmm. walk somebody through a, a character that doesn't have your same background. I think it's also good, too, when you get surprised. Because I expect, like, you know, you guys have been doing this. Uh, I f- I f- forgive me for not knowing off the top. When was the first year of the festival? 2004? One. One. Okay, my apologies. 2001. But I'm sure during that time you've met an eclectic bunch of people and lots of artistic types and creative types and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but I'm sure you still bump into people or meet new ones that surprise you and you're like, my God, like still to this day, like there's so many different life experiences and people out there in the world to connect with. Um, so you like, you never really see it all is kind of what I'm sure. trying to say. Sure. I mean, there's always someone new. There's mm-hmm. always someone we haven't seen, someone we haven't spoken to, someone yeah. whose work we have not, you know, viewed yet. Yeah. You know, and that's what makes it, that's what makes it fresh every year. Yeah. I also think that, frankly, life is too short to be able to know everything, do everything, see everything. Uh, there's just, there's no way. Um, my wife jokes that she says I need like 10 lifetimes to do everything that I try to sometimes fit into a single day because <laughs> I usually have a very big to-do list and do not get through every single bit of it. Um, but, uh, but, but all that being said, I just think it's really great that film festivals, and again, Criff, no exception to it, just allows for those opportunities to happen. Because I, I certainly learn things that, you know, you know, open my mind to things I didn't know about. And I think it does promote a uh, sense of understanding and certainly uh, not, not, not just empathy, but also like uh, uh, freedom, sure. I guess, just to allow these people to do what they're doing. Right. Well, and not just, the, not even 
just the film itself, watching a film that's got a different perspective or, 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 or you know, immerses you in, in a different world, but then being able to actually meet the filmmaker who made the film and talk yeah. with them after the fact and, and just and if you're in, if if you were fascinated by something about that film the environment or the characters or something you can talk to the filmmaker and you know really do a deep dive into it and you know learn more even more about the you know the topic or the or the characters did you guys get to talk to any of the audience members like not strictly filmmakers but just general attendees cuz i'm sure there were some right I mean, if, few a little bit sure yeah. yeah i mean we it's hard you know it's yeah. hard to manage the event and you know <clears throat> make certain that we're you know talking to the filmmakers and making certain that everything everything technical yeah. is happening correctly but you know when we when we get an opportunity we'd love to talk to the audience members because they you know they they're able to give us a perspective that's not a filmmaker perspective yeah and i and i and i say that because i i'm sure most of the audience obviously for this is people that are aspiring filmmakers they're going to film school they are having goals dreams to work in some form of production or whatever right but then i also know there's just people that like movies right and they just want to go check out movies that's not you know the latest marvel movie or something they've seen ten thousand times like go see a different slice of life in a different setting so i was just curious if there was a lot of people this year that came that were just strictly regular folk that you know wanted to see something different sure there's often general audience there uh as well i don't know what percentage but uh, and that's where i think some of my you're talking about surprise things Mm. and and i I guess it's not maybe surprising but i'm always encouraged to see them have those conversations with the filmmakers and ask questions as part of the q a things uh even to reveal a new perspective on things that we feel like we already know I mean, obviously, we live in Iowa. Farming's a pretty big part of the state. I grew up on a farm. I feel oh, like really? I know a little bit about farming. But the difference is, as I watched the, the documentaries and some of these other movies this time, it's a different world. You know, it's, it's 30 years out of any experience that I had, and I had, you know, a different kind of experience anyway because my uh, family, it was a, a hobbyist is the wrong word, but it wasn't our main source of income. It was mm-hmm. we have a farm and my my parents uh, work in other places so the uh it wasn't wasn't like that was our sole source of income uh but then to see people who hate my farm is my entire livelihood and the things that are changing about that and the things that are, are challenges of that right now uh, it's a whole different whole different world and I, I was encouraged by the way the audiences got involved in some of those q a's yeah tell me more about that i'd mm-hmm, like to learn mm-hmm. about that idea and I, I didn't realize that. So hopefully they mm-hmm. walk away with uh, a different different exposure to something that's been right next to them this whole time. Yeah, and while I didn't really... I, I didn't talk to a lot of non-filmmaker uh, attendees, I did sit <coughs> in on a number of the Q&A sessions where there were lively discussions happening between sure. your average film goer and, and the filmmakers. And yeah. there were people that were very uh, interested in the process you know, behind the films. Uh, you know, or the, or the, the story, or you know what, you know, if it was a, if it was a, a documentary, you know, what is this, what is the subject of this documentary doing now? You know, what, what happened to this family, or, or you know, things like that. So, how did you get connected to them? How did you? Yeah. How did you? Yeah. They, oh, they yeah. let you into their world as intimately as they did. It's definitely an interesting thing when we look at filmmaking, just the amount of intimacy that is on display. Um, not just obviously like actors like in front of the camera and whatnot because of course if you have like a cry scene well then that's kind of apparent that they have to be emotional on camera while people are watching but 
the whole collaborative process of doing it is a very personal thing, and you have to express vulnerability when you're doing it, whether you're in a acting setting or not. Um, you're still all having to work together, and it's not always going to go according to plan. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just find that process uh, that process very fascinating, and it's it. I don't really see that type of collaboration in other in other fields, if you will. So. Sure. I mean, you. There's not a lot of room in filmmaking for being fake at least not in the, 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 cam- the camera catches it <laughs> not in the independent uh, realm um, because you're reliant on every member of your cast every member of your crew being their authentic selves and not you know putting on pretenses and and not uh, you know not doing things that get in the way of the production you know being executed yeah just curious about the volunteers. Um, I know I said I was going to talk about that at some point, but what was their feedback like? I mean, I'm sure some of them, they probably never volunteered uh, for the festival before. Maybe you had a couple repeats. Uh, not 100% sure, but I was just curious what you guys thought about that. Yeah, they, they had, you know, the ones that we uh, had a lot of contact with during the festival. Had, had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the, uh, the folks who show up on the day of, we absolutely need them. Uh, and they bring an extra energy to it that maybe we're we're starting to get kind of tapped out on by the time we get to the event. Uh, but they, you know, I had I saw people working at the lobby table who had a lot of fun interacting with the filmmakers, and and we had enough volunteers that got to you know go in and watch a couple of things, come out, talk to the filmmakers as they came by, and, mm. and I think they really enjoyed just the community interaction mm-hmm. of of the event. Yeah, and we have a lot of college students, uh, you know, interns, yep. and it was great to have a good number of students as volunteers because they were able to trade out. They were able to kind of get exposed to whatever area that they were interested in. If they wanted to, to host a, a, you know, host the screenings or, you know, run a Q&A or they wanted to be a photographer or videographer or they wanted to um, be in the VIP lounge or they mm-hmm. wanted to help you find uh, you know subjects for for sure. interview. Um, I think I think it gave. It, I think I think it gave those those you know those interns. You know a lot of exposure to just different things, mm-hmm. and I, I think they were able to do the things they wanted to do, and maybe experience things that they didn't necessarily know that they wanted to do. I think they get a good glimpse of the next level. Uh, when you start talking to someone, oh, yeah, I went to the University of Iowa, or I went to UI, right. I went to this place, that place. And you go, oh, yeah, well, they're just like me. They're they're doing it. Mm-hmm. And how, how did you do that? How did you take mm-hmm. the next step? Who did you get in contact with? Can I help you out with your next production? Yeah. Those kind of things. So they're asking those questions, just like you would of any other career of, what do I do next? Isn't that interesting with a lot of careers, though? I mean, like, not just the world of film, but if you really think about it, there's a, there's so many professions where there is definitely no such thing as a clear roadmap from point A to point B, right? Sure. I find the creative field is especially challenging on that front, where some people get so intimidated by it, or it seems so uh, not stable, because you're, job, you're jumping from one job to the next. Um, I sometimes wish more people would be more open and transparent about that process. I, but the festival, to your guys' point, people are open there. You can ask them anything they want, and, and they are happy to answer the questions. Um, and like I said, I, I learned a great deal just just talking with them and figuring out how people get connected and just how they um, raise finance for things too, just money. Oh sure. Um, just making these projects actually happen and, and like feeding crew during a during a shoot and just 
logistical things like that that have to be done that you don't always think about. Right, right. Because you don't have the resources of a, of a, of a studio backing, no. you know, financial or personnel <clears throat> or otherwise. I always love the term that I, uh, I've learned, I've not learned, but I've heard it from independent filmmakers that I've just watched variously online, but I love when they say, like, they're scrappy. I just, I, I love, I love hearing that because that means, like, they, they, you know, they don't have nearly enough time. They got, like, no money. They're running on fumes for sleep, but, like, just something happens, and they're just able to put the pieces together and put their creative juices into one pot and just make something beautiful. It's, sure. it's fantastic. Um... What did you all think about Collins Road Theater again, just as the venue? I mean, I know it's been there for for years and years, but you know, I I, I know a few of the people I talked with; they really like the theater. You know, it's a great venue. You know, the 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 it, it's it's got enough space. It's comfortable. The management is terrific. You know, I think I think we put a lot of pressure on Bruce this year to try some new things and you know, expanding the schedule and you know, using some more space and all these other things and and uh you know, he I mean, he bent over backwards to to help us make things good. Mm-hmm. You know, just it's it's just a good venue. Yeah. And it's, in addition to him, his whole staff is just fantastic. <clears throat> oh yeah. It's just the kind of theater you want to visit because they treat you well and our our festival goers who it's not their maybe their regular theater their hometown theater they're from somewhere else wow yeah. this is great you know great great concessions great friendly yeah. helpful everybody uh, so yeah you couldn't hardly ask for a better place for it to be i can certainly say that it's gotten more of my business <laughs> just just from just from attending the festival i mean i i've gone there off and on for years past but i really think ever since the festival like uh literally actually uh, just last night i was there and i saw guardians of the galaxy volume three uh, with my mom and my little brother and girlfriend and uh, and uh, one of the people I actually met from the festival um, his name was Seth he was just a general attendee like I he just he also I think worked uh, can't remember where he worked exactly but he just he had heard about it on a website and he stopped by my booth and he was really nice um, we hooked up on Instagram I saw Dungeons and Dragons with him at the Collins Road Theater <laughs> nice um, and that's again like that's just like a classic example of just I met somebody that's like really nice he likes movies. Hey, I like movies. Let's go watch movies together. Like we got some common ground. Great. Cool. Um, and then he added me to some Snapchat group about the Oppenheimer movie that's coming out in July, and he and he wants to, me to see that with him and a group of people. And I'm like, okay, like sure. Oh, it looks nice. like it's gonna be cool. I can't keep up with the Snapchat though. I feel bad, uh, <laughs> Seth. If you're listening uh, to this, you're super nice. I enjoy Dungeons and Dragons, but there's too many messages in Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it. Um, but. Anyway, it's just just that happening from the festival is just it's terrific. Nice. Um, I was also just curious too if you guys could just walk me through some of the the help that the partners uh, brought in, like whether it was the the cupcake place, you know, bringing in the treats. Um, I know there were several different sponsors uh, outside of just money that they provided, but if you guys could talk about those, sponsors were huge, and sponsors came through for uh, for. Uh, came through for us in a big way. Uh, of course, you know, Collins Road Theater sponsors the event by being the host, and they also sponsor the $1,000 scholarship, which is which is terrific for, for, for a student filmmaker. Uh, Produce Iowa sponsors mm-hmm. us. Produce Iowa is so supportive of filmmakers and of the filming community and of film festivals uh, in the state. Um, we couldn't do it without them. Um, 
we had Farmer State Bank this this year as mm-hmm. the sponsor of the Eddie Award ceremony. That was that was terrific. It was wonderful to have them. You know, they're a local bank. You know, one of the few local banks remaining, and and they're committed to making sure that this is a good community to live in, and that there are interesting cultural things for people to do. And and, sure. uh, and it was great. We had and Mackenzie Carp came uh, from the bank and helped us with the with the award ceremony, and that was awesome to have her have her come. And we're just we're so grateful for them. Um, a shout out to my employer, Wired Production Group, uh, who they they allowed me to take take a, a good chunk of my time to work on putting the festival together, but then also provided lots of things like meeting space and computers <coughs> and other electronics and cameras and all kinds a of bunch of stuff. Uh, along with uh, along with Nicole Schroeder and and, uh, and uh, Bruce Bingman, uh, two of our uh, two of our uh, staff people who were volunteers at the festival and, and who went out of their way to you know to to help out with things. Um, we had Sweetopia did a fantastic job uh, with providing uh, treats in the in the VIP lounge. Um, I ate too many other scotcheroos. I, I, oh I, I ate a bunch of scotcheroos. <laughs> I ate a bunch of blueberry donuts, and I ate a whole lot of collages. But don't you need that sugar to get through all that? I mean, if sure. So, if so, I mean, oh. I saw I saw you guys running around. You guys were everywhere, everywhere. Like sure. in a good way. I just mean like you have a you need the energy to get through all that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm powered by donuts. <laughs> uh, but you know they kept they kept refilling the tables and, and people were you know we have lots of pictures of people you know scarfing down cinnamon rolls and stuff and that was that was awesome. Yeah, they just uh, did great. She was ter- Tina Tina Kerslake and her husband Brian just did a, a super job and they were so nice and so friendly and so easy to work with. It was just just it was, it was a blast to work with them. You guys got terrific photos. I I, I didn't mean to try to interrupt. Oh, you. No. But you guys had terrific photos. We managed to get over 500 photos shot over the course of the weekend. Um, yeah, I mean, we had we had interns going around with, with one of my cameras and one of their own cameras, and we had you know everybody had their cell phones out and were, were taking pictures. Yeah, no, we got we had just a boatload of, uh, of mm-hmm. photos, which was nice because you go through and review them and go, well, I didn't know they were there. I didn't see <laughs> right. Well, when right. did that happen? So. Right. Nice to get some some documentation of what went on. Yes, that was great. Um, also, on the subject of the VIP lounge, <clears throat> big shout out to uh, to um, uh, Stillwater Coffee and Elizabeth Bond Presley. Uh, you know, they provided coffee uh, and uh, and hot water for tea and whatnot there too. And you know, I, I don't survive if I don't have a good uh, influx of caffeine. So that was terrific to have them. Uh, R and D events provided us tables. Um, Again, wired provide, uh, wired provided uh, the pipe and drape and the carpeting and some other things there too. It was just Target sponsored us. Target as well, sponsored us, us. filled in some gaps for us and mm-hmm. various supplies and food and drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, sponsors sponsors are are huge. You know, it's we're a nonprofit organization. Of you know, we run on a shoestring budget. Mm-hmm. You know, and and uh, you know those 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 bits and pieces. You know, whether it's a large donation or a small donation. You know, whether it's in kind, whether it's you know, food, mm-hmm. whether it's cash, whatever. I mean, it's it's that's what makes a nonprofit organization, especially one that runs a, a big event. I mean, that's what makes it you know doable. If I may ask, when you're getting sponsorships, and I, and I'm sure you could talk about this at great length, but I'm I am curious how many, um, if there's any that just come to you with an interest, or you guys have to do all the outreach, or if there's like ones where like they did it one year, they really liked it, they want to come back. I'm just kind of curious about that side of it. 
Um, it's about I would say it's about 50 50 mm-hmm. you know there there are organizations that you know companies like I mean there was an in obviously for my company to, to come and, and want to sponsor but I didn't ever I never went to I never went to my marketing director and said hey you know do you want to sponsor the festival she came to me and said hey you know we'd like to sponsor the festival what can we do mm-hmm. um, uh, Farmer State Bank we reached out to them Produce Iowa the relationship has been there for years and years several years yeah no um, Sweetopia. I, funny thing about the Sweetopia uh, sponsorship was, uh, I was just going uh, up and down the the stores uh, in the strip mall, uh, you know, handing out uh, handing out uh, ad forms, you know, because we yeah. saw advertising in the, in the programs. Mm-hmm. And I walked in there and I said, I, I just mentioned, you know, would you like to would you like to you know buy a, a program ad? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh. You know that's interesting because and, and we got in this and, and we sat down and had this like like half hour conversation about all the things and she was telling me and she was showing me different things that she could do. She, oh we could do donuts we could do colats and we could do cupcakes and we could put your logo on the cupcakes and the logo on the cookies yeah. and we could do sn- scotcheroos and, and I'm, I'm like whoa 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 and and so I'm like I'm like sitting there thinking oh my god okay perfect great yep this is great um, so yeah it, uh, it, a lot of it's serendipitous but I think it's amazing though like how. In in a way, the simplest part about it is just asking. I mean, like if you think about it with that. Now, I'm not saying it's that simple. You have to put more legwork into it. But I just, I think sometimes people forget. You know, you can get something by just taking the initiative and just being like, "Hey, I got a thing I'm doing. I think you guys should be a part of it. Let's see if we can do something." And just even by opening up that door. Like like you just said, all the sweets came flooding in. Yeah, and and you would not have anticipated that. No, it, yeah, it is. It's that 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 opening line, that breaking the ice, is really the it's the tough part. Honestly, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. I don't know. I mean, there are people that are that are good at at begging for money and things like that. <laughs> I am not one of them. Probably not their it's, their tin cup. It's exactly. <laughs> it's it's you know, but but you know the the I think. One of the best ways to look at that is you're not going and begging for money. You're mm-hmm. going to look for a partner, someone who can use the exposure of being part of the festival, someone who has an interest in the people that come to a festival or the things that happen at a festival. Mm-hmm. You know, just finding those those types of, of companies and those 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 types of people that are that have a somewhat of a vested interest in what the festival is, is yeah. about and what the festival is doing. You gotta give a shout out to the um, who who are the guys that made the trophies? The um, oh that was uh, that was Ben Fiddler, Fiddlesticks. Yeah. He did a tremendous job. They were cool looking with trophies. The, with those trophies. And that was that was another thing where we we the the previous award maker was kind of getting out of the out of the business, sort of retiring and needed something different. And I knew I I've known Ben for a number of years. He used to work in the production industry, and uh, I had, I knew that he did these did a lot of uh, you know laser engraved signage and cups and all sorts of different stuff. And I I just kind of noodled a little idea and I tossed it over to him. I said, Hey, is this something? You know, would you be able to do something like this? And he came right back with like, Oh man, that's awesome. This is great. Yeah, we can do this and this and this and this. And I'm like, All right, cool. All right, we found our trophies. It's awesome. Those are exactly the kind of people you want to find that are, are in the community already, are interested in making the community a better place through events like this. And and it's fun to see them get excited about participating. 
uh, Ben especially was one of those people, oh yeah, I get to you know, make various awards for various <coughs> corporate things, but this is something really cool that I get to experiment with and, and yeah, make the, something the movie with awards. I mean, that's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just curious for um, on the subject of the the trophies, the eddies, the awards. Um, I mean, that's like the Oscars of the Criff, right? You know, I mean, not to. I'm sure there's other other award things <laughs> I, could, I could probably compare it to. But um, what would you guys have just experience like, just you know, being up on the podium and, and giving out those awards, especially to some of those first time people that just never got an award before for for this type of thing? That's fun. I mean, because you know, like you said, the. We have filmmakers who this is their very first award. Uh, Tony Cross, for instance, with the with mm-hmm. the the King's Eye. He had, yeah. this was his, one of his first films and his first entry the first in, festival. I think. Entry into a, yeah, it was his first festival entry of any sort, and he came out with a couple of different awards. And you know, it's it's just neat to to be able to be that person's first first time, uh, you know, trophy or, or award or whatever, and and you know, give them that platform to to. You know, thank the people that they want to thank, and to to you know to be able to, to come back and you know go back home and, and say, hey, look, my film did something. It was it was cool. What well, validates their efforts? You were talking about before how it's kind of this wilderness out there of you know I'm not sure what I'm doing, not sure how well it's going to be received, and so then to show up and get awarded for it, you go, wow, okay, somebody likes what I'm doing. Yeah, uh, I've, I've succeeded in my in my goal in making a nice piece. Uh, over the years, it's been good to, uh, especially younger filmmakers who, if you think about it, around around here, it's not exactly a top of mind career path. So if you have somebody that can say, hey, you know, I, I showed up, I entered my film, got accepted, got to bring my parents, it shows up on the big screen, I got an award. Mom and dad are going to take my college plans a little more seriously yeah. now. I've yeah. got some <clears throat> options that maybe I didn't have before because they see, oh, well, I, you know. My my kids doing something they love, and there's a way for them to do it. Yeah, well, and that's and that's why we really try and prop up the student filmmakers as much as we do. I mean, mm-hmm. with the Student Cinema Sunday and just and giving out, you know, student awards is is you know they're the future of the industry and the future of the art form, and giving them a platform where they can show their work, you know, where they can network, where they can improve their craft. Yeah, you know, it, it just it works to to everyone's advantage to. You know, to continue to build the industry, especially the Iowa Connected filming industry. Well, and I'm sure so many of those people, and, and some of the people I personally talk with, they they had similar reactions. Where, of course, being awarded like felt great to them, and I, and I know for a fact some of them were like just like on cloud nine, basically when getting an award and having the light on them and everything like that. It's great. Um, but then so many of them too, you know, like they they there were some like first time filmmakers, like you said, they're having their stuff seen uh, on a big screen sometimes in certain cases in front of an audience for the first time um so i felt it was interesting watching just their reaction to like their own film in the setting like that sure there was a few like kind of like uh, casually cracked they're just like oh i didn't realize like the sound sounded like that like blown up like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, yeah. blow, like those little technical things like that when they blow it up on a huge screen um it's a big stage i mean yeah. if you think about being on the big screen that's like the the, uh, one of the pinnacles of where your work could be shown. Yeah. And one of the things we've kind of lost over the years as we've moved into like the YouTube era is, yeah, you can get a lot more exposure, but you don't get that direct feedback. Mm-hmm. You get, oh, I have 10,000 views, but did anybody like it? Was there any kind of comments about it? Maybe there were some comments, but there's no more <coughs> honest feedback you'll get than sitting in an auditorium 
and watching your film with an audience yeah. who has no reason to care. I mean, that's, that's why some of the major studios still do test screenings uh, before they roll out some of their mm -hmm. big movies. You know, that's when they know to trim out something or add something here, add something there. Because, um, sure. yeah, comment board is not quite the same as someone just being like, Hi, I'm right here in front of your face. I'm going to tell you exactly what I thought of your movie. Yeah, right. oh, yeah. And, and you get that communal shared experience, which we're, as a society, getting further and further away from. You go into a film and you have no uh, preconceived notions about it necessarily or any, any real background with it, but you're getting honest reaction from not only yourself, but the person next to you, the person a couple rows behind you. You go, oh, well, they thought that was really funny. How do I feel about that? That well, okay, I can see that, that wasn't was supposed to be funny. It was, yeah. <laughs> so as a filmmaker, you're hearing all these things go around. You go, oh, they got the joke, or oh, they didn't get the joke, and, and then there's nothing more uh, sobering than silence when you expect there to be laughter, or <laughs> or laughter where you expect there to be silence, and so you get that that direct direct feedback, which you really can't get from a, a phone or, or individual viewing. And certainly not from having your parents watch it, because your parents will right, always yes. say that it was the best thing <laughs> ever saw. Get nothing but praise there, and this is this is honest feedback. Well, it's, it's the interesting thing about filmmaking, isn't it, where, you know, especially like in the cutting room, post-production, um, some of the major filmmakers even, you know, like a Scorsese, like I've heard him, like he'll spend like months in like the editing room and then he gets nervous as hell and practically has a breakdown when the film releases because he's like, oh God, is that scene that I sweated over for like three months going to be received uh, the right way? And and that's the interesting part about the filmmaking experience, uh, and especially to like, uh, you know, people that, like in the independent space, they are not always sure if it's going to connect. You know, and like they, they might really like it, and you know, some of their friends, or even like you said, the parents are just like, Oh, you're great, you're great no matter what. Sure, uh, but yeah, it's a different ballgame when you put it out there in front of an audience, and also, again, that puts you in a vulnerable place as well because it's like, This is me, like, this is me on the screen, and you're doing a judgment of me in, in some way, and it's tough, that's tough, sure. right? I you mean, sit there in a the room and you hope people like it, right? Yeah, and you might get uh, <laughs> like, love, dislike, hate, yeah. or, or even worse, I didn't get it. It didn't didn't hit for me. I don't understand what this even was. I, I will say this. I, I will I will not name I will not I will not name who it was, but like they, they could not have been cooler about it. Um, one of the one of the movies I watched, uh, again, won't say which one, uh, met met the met the guys that did it. They were super nice, super cool, but they, they asked, you know, they asked me the question. They're like, hey, you see our, see our thing? I'm like, I did. <laughs> and like, they were just like, uh, what do you think? And, and for a second, I was like, mm, you know, maybe, maybe just say, you know, throw some like politeness and, you know, things like that. But I it was, was interesting. <laughs> it was a film. It's a, it's, a it's a tricky spot to be in with that. It was like, short. I don't, I don't want to discourage anybody, even if I didn't get it or anything like that. Like they, It's brave to put a movie out there. Uh, and I, I'm a creative myself. I don't want to get in the way of somebody else's fuel uh, behind that. But that's up for these guys. Um, I just told them, I was like, look, you guys have some interesting things going on, but be honest, I didn't get it. I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I said like that. Um, but they took it in good stride. I, they clearly could tell I wasn't like saying any slight against like their techniques or anything that they were doing. They were just like, yeah, like this guy just didn't like really, you know, really get it and follow it. But they said they appreciated my honesty. So cool. like, okay, mm -hmm. I'm like, I'll take it. <laughs> but yeah, I'd never been in that position before where I'm like, I gotta tell, I gotta tell the artist exactly what I think. Because again, you you know, most of these days we get used to. I can just type a comment and we right, right. just go go fade into the ether, and then they'll never actually see me and talk to me. But um, in any case, 
I'm also curious too, now that the festival is, is done, what were some lessons learned? I mean, I'm sure every single year you walk away with, we could do this or this went well, this didn't go well. You, you must have some reflections on that. Oh, I didn't bring my list. Um, <laughs> you got a list? Well, there's the one overarching one that is just a constant and it's, it's something we ignore at our own peril sometimes. And that's just start everything earlier. Uh, mm. There's so many details and so many moving parts that if you can get into it a little bit sooner, then you've got uh, an option for prevention. And we talked about how fast the festival weekend goes. It's really, you know, I, I kind of liken it to running running a marathon towards a cliff and then jumping <laughs> off the cliff and hoping that your parachute was packed properly and open because as soon as you jump, there's no time for fixing anything. It's yeah. either correct or it's not. And the weekend disappears, you know, so rapidly. They go, all right, well, we're in it right now. You know, yeah. it's already rolling. It's a boulder, a, bowl, a boulder rolling down the hill. You know, you're you're doing that that terminal velocity thing off the cliff. <laughs> so it's just, oh yeah, well, I guess we should have thought about that a little bit earlier. You know, this thing or that thing, mm -hmm. or whatever. It's, at that point, it's too late. You've already you've prepared or you've not. And uh, that that's the one that always sticks with me. Start everything earlier. Yep. Yep. And I think we we I think we we've kind of come to the realization that we're going to do it a little bit earlier. Because when did the the planning for twenty twenty three like officially start? Um, probably September. No, oh, man, it was like no, it was like. It was in October, I think. Well, we actually, well, yeah, we actually. I mean, we started we, we started There's always tossing around ideas, and, that, yeah, sure. <clears throat> yeah. The other lesson learned, and I guess <clears throat> confirmed more than anything, is making sure that you've got solid people at every position. And we're so blessed to have who we have involved yep. that mm -hmm. it's very easy to sit down. Oh yeah, please do that again. Would you, know, would you come back and do those things again? Mm -hmm. uh, so it's nice to depend on those folks but it's always it, it's good to get fresh perspective too i mean all the things that you're learning having been through at this time um it's always good to hear comments oh well that was you know the same thing as the films i got it i didn't get it this maybe didn't hit as well as it could have yeah uh maybe think about this for next time so absorbing some of that feedback and a lot of it's little things you know like schedule you know how, how could we tweak the schedule and make it better you know one of the things that we kind of ran up against as we were scheduling was we had more films to show than we had time for. Mm. And then the decision was made to start screening much earlier on Friday. And so we started, instead of starting our screenings at 6, we started at 1.30, 1.20. Well, in constructing that schedule, I neglected to leave any space for dinner. <laughs> so screening went straight from the afternoon into the evening. I was like, oh, man. And it was only like halfway through that afternoon. They're like, oh, there's no dinner in here. Oh, you're right. You know, so it's mm -hmm. stuff like that where, you know, we can leave a little more space in the schedule for, for things like, you know, eating and, and things like that. Um, you know, little things like that. Uh, you know, making sure that we are on top of our budget. Um, mm -hmm. You know, th there's always little things that come up and it's like, oh, hadn't you know, plan for that or, or like, uh, you know, we, we, I'll be, I'll be honest, we didn't order enough t-shirts in the right sizes. Um, we sold t-shirts and we, I mean, it was great to sell t-shirts. Um, but we, we did end up ordering more t-shirts that were, you know, were, mm -hmm. were, uh, promised to filmmakers so sure. well, and volunteers you know it's great to have a volunteer army show up 
and we give them shirts for participating. Sure. Uh, but if you don't have some of that already ironed out, maybe you gave away some of the sizes you needed for other things, uh, that kind of stuff. And just that institutional knowledge, you know, when you've got people that were around for a long time that are unavailable for whatever reason. We had somebody who had a baby this year was yeah. obviously mm-hmm. attended mm-hmm. to them and been around for 10 years. So just little things are like, oh, well, I didn't used to do that. So I, th- I think she used to take care of that. <laughs> how, how do we do that? How do, I don't, we, I don't how know. do we set up the square? Right, yes, yes. <laughs> how do we, you know, all those those little things that you got somebody solid in there doing it, you don't even think about it until suddenly it's gone. You go, oh, I don't know how that paperwork worked. Or I don't know how that system was set up because we've had somebody so great doing it all this time. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, you really do have to rely on a lot of different people in these uh, in these types of cases because it, it's impossible for you two to do it on your own. And you need the sure. volunteers and you need people you like you said, you can count on people you can trust. Um probably not always easy to find i imagine as well um finding people that can take it seriously as well and there are a couple people who are on call and have been for years of yeah i'm I'm available for the weekend just let me know what you want me to do sure and you can slip them into whatever spot you need (laughs) right and it's just great to have them to say hey yeah can you come do this come come run a projector come sit with these guys or do this thing and and it's great to, to slip in the, you know, the real professional mm-hmm. folks who are like, oh, yeah, I'll sit down and do whatever you need me to do. Projector thing's actually interesting. I mean, I can tell you, uh, you know, just helping you guys uh, do the setup and whatnot, I was able to go see the, you know, Collins Road Theaters, like how they have their projectors uh, set up and stuff. I've never operated a projector once in my life. It's interesting. It's big. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm sure just even getting, uh, you know, getting some volunteer that's never done that before, like that, that's an education. Well, you can say, like, you know how to do that. And that was, a, that was a different thing this year because originally we were going to have volunteers running the projection and then uh, bruce decided it was going to be easier just for him to do it all you know the cool thing about projection these days Mm -hmm. is he can run the entire theater off of his phone that's crazy it's all it's all browser based and he can you know adjust audio and he can push play and stop and and you know switch to the hold slide and switch to the sponsor deck you know via laptop or via his phone and it's just easier for him to be able to you know you know, grab his app and, you know, click yeah. a button. So we ended up not having to use uh, volunteers for projection. It was all. Which was a big change. First time yeah. in 20 years that that hasn't really? been the case. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because usually it's someone who camps out next to the projector and, and has a has a yeah. you know, media player and push and play. Hmm. That's really interesting. I, I definitely wouldn't have thought that because I, I, I almost was sure. I'm like, there's like got to be like five, six people like running around sure. up there. But it was, a, it was a different experience to hand that over because it's been in our hands, in our, you know. Does that make you nervous a little bit? A little like, bit yeah. Just because like that's such a change, right? What happens when this, uh, I guess, okay, well, this happens and we can't do anything. It's not like we can pull out a flash drive. And- sure. Well, that's part of the planning, too, because that's always been the issue every year of, okay, did we plan ahead for enough of this? Because if right. you check all the boxes, then it's fine. Yeah. You're, you're nervous to start, but it goes through the whole weekend. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this, you know, anytime you change things, there's always a possibility of, oh, yeah. do we think about, do we even know to think about yeah. that? Oh, yeah. And there were a couple, there were like, there were a couple of instances where the, where projection wasn't working right. There was a film that the file was corrupt on and there was another mm-hmm. um, thing where the playlist was, it was the wrong playlist, but we got them, we got them ironed out in a fairly short period of time. And, right. and, you know, nobody, nobody, uh, you know, nobody's nose got really out of joint. There's always there's always gremlins in the process somehow, 
it's just figuring out where they might be and what is your contingency plan for them. <laughs> usually right, like right. on the on the wing, right? Like uh I don't, right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, that's well, a very deep cut Twilight Zone. Oh uh, man, joke. Even <laughs> the first was it second second year. Second year of the festival things you don't plan for of, hey, the power grid's going to fail. And you're just in dark for a couple of Did that minutes. happen it once? Did. Oh, my God. Because there was, there, was, there was heat, and there was an old, it was an old electrical system in that theater. And suddenly, you're just in pitch black darkness. And how did you, you handle know? that? Well, we had to, you know, calm the crowd a little bit and go figure out who knows how to operate the circuit breaker and get things, you know, rewired. But audiences are usually pretty understanding as long as you explain what's going on and give them a sense of, hey, we're working on this, we're trying to get it fixed. Not something we expected to happen. We're sorry that it did, but we'll, we'll get it fixed as soon as we Give can. me one second. I'm going to turn off this air because, like, I can hear it okay. blowing, and I think it's cool enough in here right now. Okay, so we were talking about lessons learned and things like that during the festival, but... Something else I just wanted to touch on, and this might be a rambling on my own here, and feel free to jump in on this if you guys have some thought, but I just think there's so much education to be learned about just being part of a festival. Now, that could arguably be, of course, like in a volunteer setting, um, myself as a you know podcaster doing it there. But then even just like you learn so much about the logistics of everything that goes into one just by being there and seeing it for yourself. Because I, I, like I made a list here, like it's in front of me of all the different things I kind of notated or made uh, either mental notes or actual notes about when looking at the festival is like... All the moving parts and the people, of course. Um, you guys were hilarious a little bit, like on like I think it was a, uh, it was probably like Friday, like the first like day, like because you're in like that final like setup mode where it's like an hour, or, like thirty minutes before opening. And I think there was a couple times I was stupid and I was just like, "Are you guys good?" And you're just like, "I'll be good when we're like when it's done." Like, <laughs> like don't talk to me right now. Like, I'm, just, I, I'm doing this or that, uh, which is understandable, but. Then there's, then there's the budget side of it, you know, as you said, uh, just raising capital, fundraising, sponsorships, in-kind donations, that side of it. There's the schedule and, you know, I, I got the program right here, getting all this set up for it. Oh, that was another, th- that was another thing that, yeah. that we, that we need to keep in mind is we ran out of programs. Really? We did, we, we were. It's a nice program. Thanks. We were pretty conservative on our ordering and I don't know. And, and there were a lot of people I think that took multiple programs, but, uh, but, uh, you know, we maybe needed to order a few more because we started asking people to recycle them. And, you know, sure. we weren't going to, we were, it was looking like we weren't going to have any leftover for, uh, for Student Cinema Sunday. And it's like, oh no. Well, it's always one of those estimate things. And it's such a tough, you know, you try to gauge by what the weather forecast is a little bit mm. and what previous attendees, uh, attendance has been. It's still just a shot in the dark of how many people are going to show up this day and this weekend. And it's interesting, too. I, I expect just like with the program itself, because I, I know when, when COVID happened, just as an example, a lot of places they, they would ditch, uh, you know, like menus, like at restaurants, right? Like we still see the restaurants where you take the picture of the QR code and you, you know scroll sure. on it mm-hmm. your phone. I'm sure something like that could be a possibility for this. But at the same time. It's out of theater. I don't want you don't want people on their phones like scrolling through the, well, yeah, the programs uh, right, and whatnot. Right. right? Well, yeah. And Bruce has the rule that you can't have your phone. Right. Oh yeah, That's yeah. True. He he actually. I mean, I I will give I will absolutely give him a hundred percent credit. I think it's fantastic. I've been watching movies for thirty two years because that's how old I am. I've been to a lot of movie theaters, and I can't think of one off the top. Maybe there is another that actually puts the message up there: "We will kick you out." If, if you are if you are disruptive with your phone, 
Um, I think he does it in a nice, like, fun way with his sense of... He, he has a very sarcastic personality oh, yeah. <laughs> on certain things. But um, I do. I think it's nice that they take it that seriously. Uh, I, I don't like people being on their phones, uh, certainly. And you, wouldn't, you certainly wouldn't want that at the festival. Good Lord. No. Um, but... That's uh, that stuff aside, there is just the overall merchandise of the, you know, of the festival. And that's not just like the, the shirts and everything else like that. But I mean, you have, um, the, the marketing side of it, the promotional side attracting the audience. Uh, I remember during the board, you guys were like, okay, we're going to hand out the you know, posters here. We're going to talk to this radio station. You got to, you got to end at this, uh, you know, section of the college there, whatever, go talk to them. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're, you're just doing all the grassroots marketing there. Then there's the after parties. Just kind of getting those set up. That's, that's its own thing. That's an event. Sure. You got to mm-hmm. get those scheduled. Um, there's all the communication that you have to do with the filmmakers and then just the audience at large. You have to answer questions. Uh, and then don't even get started on the technical aspects. I'm sure Eric could probably cite a big list of different things that go into setting things up on that. Uh, and that's just what I came up with, but I'm sure you guys have your own sort of a, a festival organization education you could lay out to some people sure oh yeah i mean like you said there's a there's a task sheet and it's multi multi multi-page with lots and lots of lines and lots of things that need to be done and a lot of it needs to be done in a specific order and, yeah yeah well yeah well yeah, we talk about uh mandy <clears throat> keeping us uh, operational uh when we had a, a bunch of changeover in 2009 and we talk about the shorthand. Suddenly, some of the shorthand was not available anymore because different people were there. And Mandy and I sat down, and she said, "Okay, uh, we need to get some of this on paper and have some idea of what a list is." Because you guys have been doing this for, you know, nine years already. Is any of this written down anywhere? Oh my God. <laughs> no, not really. Most of it's in our heads. So, so we went line by line and just, you know, added some things. So over the years now, that spreadsheet has gone to. Oh, something like six tabs and 30 lines plus per tab. And each one of those rows is just a, a indicator for, hey, here's a, a, a task we need to do. And mm-hmm. it's not even the whole task. It's just a note of, hey, talk to so-and-so or fill out this sort of mm-hmm. sheet or prep the uh, filmmaker emails or something like that. So there's a lot of branching pieces that have various details attached well, let me to ask let me ask you both because you both are in positions of having to delegate this stuff and eric and i you said that delegation might not have been your strong suit in this particular setting but i know you guys have to keep calm when a problem happens and you have to also put on a, a, a face if you will to just be like okay you know what like just i you're thinking about 20 things at once i'm just curious how over time you've either gotten you know, hopefully, obviously better, uh, or just kind of gained experience and insight to just managing so many things in your head. I mean, I think some of it just comes with, I mean, I hate to say it, some of it comes with with age and not being so uptight about the minutia, mm-hmm. you know, just looking at the big picture and saying, are people having a good time? Yes. Okay. Then this little snag is not that big a deal. Now mm-hmm. I still get worked up over, over the tiniest things. Cause that's just my nature. Right. <laughs> well, you want it to go well. I mean, ultimately the festival is just like a movie presentation where it's a presentational audience based 
idea. So you want it to be smooth. You want uh, the machinery not to be visible. You, know, yeah. you want you want it to just be a smooth experience for the audience. <clears throat> and it goes to just trying to make sure you're prepared for everything. That's thus the giant spreadsheet. But there's always going to be details that you can't have possibly foreseen uh, for whatever reason. And just trying to be calm enough to uh, the phrase i've used is, is stand in the storm you know the the chaos going around you just go okay all right take a deep breath realize all right here's the no. thing i gotta solve <clears throat> so let's solve that and just try and be calm for those around you because obviously you've got interns and some first-time people who are perhaps more prone to be freaked out if things go wrong and yeah just go yeah i've, I've seen this this is okay we can fix this uh so it's just trying to be calm and, and lead through the problems because there's going to be some kind of issue in whatever you do. Uh, so even the best laid plans, you know, there's a tornado at the theater or, or the, the one year was the, the bathrooms, the, the uh, sewer system in the, the <laughs> shopping mall stopped working. Really? It wasn't the theater's fault. It had nothing to do with the theater, but suddenly oh you don't have bathrooms anymore. So that kind of stuff is just a, okay, what are we, what are we going to deal with this year? And it's interesting when those things happen because I'm sure like there's there's always like that moment when an unexpected problem happens when the instinct that you first have is you know panic right I mean like I feel like that's just the human nature of it like you just you feel it for a moment but then at the same time it's like it is what it is you don't control all of it what you do control is how you handle it and then that ultimately in your guys's positions I'd say does affect the the interns the volunteers because they all are looking to someone to lead and you know kind of show show the way and I, I I just think it's it's good that you guys are able to do everything that you do um, I definitely think you make some of it look easy <laughs> which is a compliment to you both um, wow, and, and I'm were, sure it's, they were really fooling people <laughs> we've had a lot of practice yeah yeah and I just I, and I'm sure just over time and you know even that, that, that's kind of the key is just age you know honestly just like you know having experience fewer things speak for experience than experience right mm -hmm. and learn from things you know every every year's got something new to teach you even if it was just hey that worked again make yeah. sure you do that again next time speaking of what's coming ahead and, and next time 2024 criff yep I mean, I'm sure it's far too early to give, you know, a ton of different details and stuff, but I am curious, uh, what can people expect moving ahead for this festival? Um, more of the same, more improvements. Um, yeah, you had, you had, uh, um, um, Jake Daniels and, and, uh, and, uh, Michael Huntington on in the most recent episode. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was cool that they, they made comments about, you know, how they saw what we had done differently or what things had changed or what, you know, new things we were doing. And they were pretty, very appreciative of that. And honestly, I was, I got a little choked up listening to them talk because they were so positive and, and, uh, they expressed, you know, what a good time that they had. And I mm -hmm. think we just want to continue to do that, you know, continue to make it a fun experience, make it interesting, make, make the film, the filmmakers and make the audience members feel special. And, you know, I can, I mean, we're, we're, we're still kind of coming down off the high of this, of this, this past <laughs> festival and, you know, still yeah. tying up a few, uh, you know, a few details here and there. So we haven't really got given a lot of thought mm -hmm. to next year, but, but I think, I think just continuing to <clears throat> grow the, 
level of um, excitement mm-hmm. and the amount of service to the filmmakers and service to the audience members, you know, giving them more, you know, perks or things that people say, wow, they didn't need to do that. That was really special. Like like the VIP lounge was a new thing this year. I'd seen it done at a number of other festivals. And I thought that could be kind of cool. And you know, we'll see. We might it might be successful or it might fail, but let's let's give it a shot. Turned out it was pretty successful. People, I think a lot of people, people liked the- it. People liked the food that you know that that uh you know that that was something new. And I think I think looking at things that we can do, you know, to to just you know, create that that memorable experience. Yeah, I think that's I think that's that's you know what we what we want to continue to do. Well, we've always approached it from an idea of as as filmmakers, as creatives, what would we like to see? What kind of festival would we want to attend? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm still uh, appreciative every year when I go. You know, this is an event I'd like to attend someday. This looks pretty fun. <laughs> uh, I I actually said that. Um, it may have actually been in the most recent episode. I can't. I can't recall, but I know I definitely said to someone after attending this one, it will be nice eventually in the future. Um, a, I mean, a if my podcast can do more like on the road shows at other festival, I, I think that'd be terrific. Um, certainly have some stuff in the works for that, or things I'm trying to shoot for. But I also just want to attend. I would love to just go to one and not have to think about all the all the all the stuff and just be like I'm just going to purely be here as a fan and and just see what's going to happen. Over the years that's been one of my greatest joys outside of the festival is attending other ones that I have nothing to do with. Yeah. Because you just roll in as an audience member go, "Oh, okay, what do I get to see?" And mm, I didn't have to do any of the prep work. I just get to sit here and enjoy. And when things go wrong, I go, well, I'm, I'm just going to sit here quietly. It's not my problem. I don't have to deal with there's it. Not, there's not a small party that's like, maybe I should jump in and figure out what's going on No, here. No, 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 no. We'll never do that because it often not. creates more problems than started with. But I do yeah. I do get that sinking feeling when you know, the picture disappears mm-hmm. or something. Go, oh, yeah, but it's not me. I don't have to deal with it. It's somebody <laughs> else's problem. It's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but you don't feel bad for me. You know? you yeah. want, every event you want to go off well. I can definitely, I can definitely tell you, and you guys should absolutely take this as praise. If if nothing else, you can know that Criff definitely makes me not only want to, but it's like I'm making active plans to go to other festivals. Cool. And that's because of Criff. I mean, because that's it was my first one. Um, didn't really have a comparison or something to really put it next to. Um, but it definitely just made me want more. And I think that's one of the highest forms of praise you guys can get is just this makes me want to continue to invest and continue along this world of uh, film festivals. Awesome. Well, thanks. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. It's a good thing we're setting the bar low. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it is one of the other fun things of, you know, even if you weren't a filmmaker yourself and plenty of them, you know, we, we've heard from those experiences. Well, I'm excited. I'm going to do, do the next thing. Mm-hmm. But to inspire people, too, of I'm I'm an author, I'm a painter, I'm a creative, whatever. And all that made me think of something. Or that film inspired something for me. Or <clears throat> just being around that energy. Yeah. Uh, you always walk away. And I, other festivals, too. I walk away and go, oh, yeah, 
that was a really cool idea. And I would take, I would take a different twist on that, or that mm-hmm. makes me think of something mm-hmm. else that I'd like to try and do. So I, that's great to hear. I will absolutely throw in there as well. And I know you guys both have touched on it. We all are on the same page on this, that there is no real substitute for in-person experience, the communal experience of film and theater and the festival, but the energy side of it, not to sound too hippy dippy and spiritual and everything like that, but I am a person that I definitely think I'm sensitive to the energy or the vibe of a room, right? And I definitely found at the at Criff, the festival was all very warm. It was very welcoming. People were having a good time. It was positive. Um, but you won't get that energy if you're at home. Oh, you, you got you got to get out. Like I just I, I want to put that out there to people that if 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 you're maybe not happy doing some of these stuff at home and you're like oh where are these people or this isn't really fun try try getting out and, and being a part of something sure it's there's no substitute absolutely not um, let me ask you this for 2024 this is a hypothetical I love these if you have a wish list of just things money is no object of just you guys can have anything you want for next year. What would you have? We want we want a much more uh, posh space for the podcasters that come to guests so that they aren't sharing a space with the boisterous folks in the VIP lounge. <laughs> I you know I I was completely I was completely flexible with that. Um, I, I I will say actually this this was an interesting observation. I'll, I'll share this with you because I I hadn't had time to tell you this before. So initially uh, I was I was tucked kind of behind a curtain and that. Totally made sense, you know, kind of be away from like the hubba, hubba bubba or whatever. I don't think that's a saying. But, I think it's bubblegum. Uh, I think, yeah, hubbub. I think you're right. <laughs> hubbub is right. The hubbub, yes. Um, being away from that, and, and that was fine for some of them, but I actually did find that I enjoyed more of the conversations when it was moved where it was still out in the open, actually. So when we moved you into the uh, yes. VIP lounge proper. Yes. <laughs> now, now there is trade-offs because, of course, you have, if there's people, then, of course, I, I'm picking that up in the audio. It kind of makes it more of a pain to edit some of that out. But then, I don't know, listening to some of the playback, I kind of like feeling the energy of, like, that in the background, mm-hmm. knowing that there is that kind of pandemonium and just kind of stuff going on. And then I also just found that like, you know, people would like look and be like, oh, what are those guys doing? They're recording. They're doing something. That's interesting. And mm-hmm. then that would be the conversation and stuff. So I strangely enough thought that that actually worked out well. Um, and then I didn't feel like I was in a cave. But <laughs> <laughs> um, the, o- the only time it ever got weird, which I- I'll be real on this, the only time it ever got weird was when I talked to um, the guys from Reveille because, and that wasn't all on like you guys. It was just at the time it was, it was nighttime and this, I think it was Friday night or something or maybe Saturday. I don't know. Friday night. And it was raining. So it was raining and you have like just the combination of big open window, pouring rain, kind of dim to pour to next to none lighting and, you know, just guys and microphones looking deeply into each other's eyes. You said something about this would be a great set for some sort of film noir. Yeah, (laughs) I think so. Because I was like, that's the only time I'm like, this this feels kind of strange, but I'm like, just roll, just roll with it. Like, it's fine. Um, That's the beautiful thing. Like, it's just audio. So... It's not, it's not a big deal, but I mean, you guys even giving me that much space, uh, that, that was terrific. I, I can't thank you guys enough again, just for your generosity. And, you know, I'm not some guy that has like, you know, a hundred thousand followers. I'm not an influencer, not, not that, (laughs) 
Uh, maybe, not maybe, yet. Not yet. Yeah, yes. may, maybe one day. I don't want to mm-hmm. sell myself short, but you, you guys took a chance on me, and I, I, I can't thank you enough. I mean, I really appreciate that. We're so happy to have you there. One of the things that we have talked about over the years, but it's one of those things that's hard to get going, is how do you get that connective tissue around the event? Mm. And it was great to have you involved because then you're bringing those people together. You're having those conversations. You're having stuff after the event. You're, you're helping bring those people together and let them get their message out a little bit more, mm-hmm. too. In, in, a, in a way, it's almost like having a Q&A that can breathe. Hmm. A little yeah. bit. Because, oh, yeah. because, I mean, you guys, I, which hats off to you guys, because I admit when I was looking at the programming for the first time, I think it was, and I saw them like, holy crap, I'm like, there's all these. They got like a five minute window or 10 minutes for questions, and that's just like, boom, keep going. I'm like, how in the hell is this going to work? But it, I mean, it did. It did. Um, you know, cause you could almost always count on like there being at least a couple questions softballed from the, you know, the volunteer staff, maybe once in a while an audience person, but I think that's tough. It's a tough position as an audience member to be like, sure, I'll ask a question sure. and have the spotlight mm-hmm. on me. At least I found that to be the case. But anyways, I, I'm very happy that my podcast could help out with that. Yeah, it was great. Um, let me ask you this too, because this is also a message just for people that attended the festival, people that maybe are hearing this and they're like, oh, I'm going to be interested for next year. How can people stay in the loop? You know, being able to just kind of follow the trajectory to next year or, you know, get a notice about it when details do come out. Yeah. I know there's an email list I, mean, I we saw have, on we the have website. An, we have an email list. You can join our email list. Um, it gets kind of quiet, you know, over the next couple of months. Sure. Um, and that'd be via the website. You via the website, yes. Yeah, sign up for the email on list. the website. There's a couple of different places where you where you can fill out a form. Um, follow our web or follow our uh, our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably where we're more active. You know, just when different things are going on. You know, when there's other film events happening in the state, or when there's when there's something that's that's you know that's related to one of our entrants. You know, we'll 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 share that on our our Facebook page. We'll make comments. I, I think that's probably the best place to find <clears throat> you know up to date information. Well, I mean, we'll keep our website uh, you know up to date. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, throw another sponsor plug in there too. Produce Iowa keeps a maintains a page of festivals in the yep. state. So if yep. you're interested in, hey, I'm looking what's happening right now. You know, what month is this? Is there a festival happening? They've got a list. Well, I did notice that you guys did put. I, I don't know if it was initially on the website, but there's definitely a list on the on the website because I just checked it today that shows other upcoming festivals oh, yeah. for the year. That's something we kind of kind of talked with other festivals it, one thing that, that people probably aren't aren't you know aware of is that is that uh, there's a meeting amongst all festival all Iowa festival directors once a year to discuss you know what's going on you know what uh, you know what's going on with your festival or you know toss around ideas mm-hmm. and, and you know I wouldn't say coordinate schedules but be aware of each other's schedules and what whatnot and out of that kind of I kind of thought well let's let's See about trading, trading some some ad space in programs or on websites or whatever yeah. like that. So, you know, <clears throat> there's no reason why all the festivals in the state can't cooperatively promote each other's events. Well, I mean, it's sort of the nature of filmmaking, right? right? The, and, that cooperative nature. And none of us have. I, I don't. I don't think. I'd have to look back at the dates, but I don't think any of us have overlapping dates. Um, I'd have to look at, like I said, mm-hmm. but, not directly. Anyway. Yeah, and 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 we don't necessarily have the same audiences. Uh, you know, there there are there are horror 
festivals. There are festivals like ours that only show Iowa connected films. There mm-hmm. are internationally renowned festivals like like uh, Julian Dubuque. There's no reason why we can't all you know work to promote Iowa as a as a Mm-hmm. As a film festival states, probably a little bit overreaching, but that's kind of how I, I look at it. It's like there's there are a lot of film events in the state for for yeah. for being a flyover state essentially, where no one thinks about Iowa being you know film. Do you think that's changing? I don't know that you'll ever see it as a hub of the industry necessarily, but in many ways that's what keeps us special because then if you're here, you've got access to here mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the people that know what's here know there's some really good stuff here and i think iowans appreciate film. <clears throat> i think there's i think there's there's plenty of people in in iowa who love to watch film love independent film yeah i'd like to be involved one of the things i've heard other filmmakers talk about both coming here from other places and being here themselves is you're going to find a welcoming community uh, if you're making a film in California, the question is, where's your permit? What are you doing here? Right. Mm-hmm. The questions in Iowa are, oh, you're making a movie? That That's really cool. Can I help you? Would you like to use mm. my farm, my car, my, you know, can I be in it? Yeah. <laughs> How can yeah. I help you do this? It kind of makes sense, too, because, you know, I, I, like in the, like, California or some of these bigger places and whatnot, they're so big. So many production companies are going there. It's like the, you know, it's part of the state's economy, if you will, to to have that kind of be there as a bread and butter thing. Whereas, like, here, you know, uh, people call it a flyover state, which I, I always like like that term. I'm just like, oh, like, yeah. like, like, I mean, I know Iowa's got its cornfields, but, like, we got a state fair. We got the Cedar Rapids Film Festival. We we got some stuff going on here. So, um, I, I I do think the mentality can kind of change behind that. And I also absolutely could not agree more har- uh, wholeheartedly with the notion that other film festivals in the state can absolutely benefit from recognition from one another uh, and kind of piggybacking off of the community and like this community follows this one. And it's almost like a train, you yeah. know, it just kind of goes from one station to the next and it just builds and grows as it comes. And I mm-hmm. should say in doing that outreach with the other, with the other festivals, we've had great, uh, yeah. you know, great conversations. And, and you'll, you'll notice by our program and by our website that, that we do promote, cross promote with several of the festivals and you know they're all they're all great they're all doing good work Uh are there any festivals that i mean i know we all kind of said like it'd be nice just to attend one is there any that you guys are just going to go to the rest of this year because there's there's still plenty coming up Um, i'll be go i'll go definitely be going to iowa independent up in mason city and clear lake Mm -hmm. um this podcast will air afterwards but the film to farm uh uh, film festival is happening this weekend in Washington. And that's f- free admission, and they're showing some super super films there. Mm-hmm. What about you, Scott? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't. I I got two kids who are very involved in things, so I don't have a <laughs> lot of time to, to right. plan a full weekend like I used to. But uh, Julian Dubuque was always one I enjoyed going to. Snake Alley down in uh, uh, Southeast Iowa was an interesting one as well. Had some good picks. Um, but yeah, I, I think you can't hardly go wrong with any of them. I'd like to make it over to, uh, was it Sioux City? Sioux City. Sioux City's, Sioux City's got an interesting yep. in, in the Orpheum Theater there. Uh, so I think they all have their own uh, unique flavor, and I'd, I'd like to get to, to most of them. It's just a question of when, when time allows. But, yeah. but you can't hardly go wrong to, to pick one. 
I think for myself, you mentioned the Mason City one. Um, that one's on my radar for sure because, uh, oh God, I'm trying to think Jim. of the Jim. Yes, I met him at the festival. He was very nice. We had some email correspondence. Still trying to trying to kind of get something set up there, but we'll we'll see. But uh, the Julian one that also um, is that in July. Want to say no, no, that was that was that was two weeks after ours. Yeah, <laughs> good lord. Uh, Timetable's completely screwed up. But um, yeah, I, I I have to look at the other ones, but. The problem I'm having right now is a good problem in that I have content back up from the festival. I still got a couple episodes that I'm post-producing, which is good. Um, I have several, I'd say at least like seven to eight guests right now that I'm in the, just like the process of scheduling and just kind of figuring out what works. Uh, one of your guys' volunteers is actually going to be on next week. Cool. Um, uh, Blake. Awesome. Uh, what's his last name? It starts with a K. Can't think of his name. Um Kellinger, something like Ke- that. Oh my god! Uh, I mean, he, Kellinger. Yes, yes. Shout out to Blake. He's uh, he was one. Of the, he, I will tell you, not that I had like a favorite volunteer, but he had such a positive, infectious energy, and like he kept talking to me, and then I would get, I kind of keep talking to him, and sometimes I was talking with him more than I was like supposed to, and I'm like, I gotta, I gotta go do other stuff, but I'm like, we should talk, we should talk, we should talk, and then I finally connected with him, so we're oh, doing cool. that next week. So that's awesome. Um. I just want to wrap up on this and, and then I'll let you guys go. Cause you guys as always are generous with your time. Um, I just want you guys, can you guys talk about the culture of just film festivals just a little bit more, just to kind of end on a high note, because I just think between the welcoming and supportive environment for creatives that are looking for a community, there's that, um, the networking alone, just for industry professionals and, or just other types of uh, professionals across other industries are there. I mean, hell, even the the part the partners and sponsors like that that's a networking right there. Mm-hmm. Having them collaborate together, um, and then I also just think that there is a contagious, inspiring nature about being present at one. Um, what do you guys think about that? I would <clears throat> reach back to one of your previous questions that, that made me think of. The uh, uh, if there was no no money no time object, you know, what would yeah, the wish list. The wish list. I would love to have more more time uh, with everyone, and to you know, if we had a budget to do it, to bring lots of people from the past back, uh, mm. because I've, I've over the years likened it to a family reunion each year, and it's not the same if people are missing. So it's great to have everybody. Who can be there? Be there, but there's you know various schedules and people are you know producing things at the same time. But just to have some of those folks back to go, hey, what what are you up to? What are you doing this year? And get a little more time to visit with them, uh, which is I think a nice extension of what the podcast is here. Of you know what are you doing throughout the year? Yeah, uh, and have that contact because you know we talked about the event goes so fast, and if you don't you don't get that time with them. You might go, oh, I had five minutes with you while we were running, doing other things here back and forth, or we're trying to watch movies at the same time. Uh, so just having some of that, that time to connect with filmmakers and understand what, what's going on for them. And that's where the, the great networking part comes in as well. Yeah. 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 Um, can you repeat the question? I'm sorry. I think, I mean, maybe it wasn't so much of a question so much as just kind of getting your final thoughts on just the culture of film festivals right, okay. themselves. Sure. Um, you know, because I really do think, and, and I want people that listen to this, um, if they've never been to a festival to consider coming to one or consider coming to CRIF the, the coming year, uh, I just really want people to see why it's so special to be at these things. It's different than going to see a 
studio picture. You know, you're you're able to talk to the filmmakers. You're able to ask them questions. You're able to see something that was produced by maybe the kid next door or maybe someone who went to the same college you did. Mm-hmm. Um, you're able to see stories, experience stories that may ring very true to you or be feel very close to home. Or you may see stories that are vastly different than, than, than uh, your experience. I think people tend to go to a studio. Like I went to see Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Thought it was awesome. Yeah, I was going to say I thought it was, it was great. It was pretty good. <laughs> um, I'll go to a blockbuster picture because I want to have that immersive, you know, blockbuster experience. Yeah. But if I go to an independent film festival, I'm going more to experience unique stories. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe a little more personal stories. You know, there's, it, you're not you're not so removed from you know from the the the, the story like you would be from a from I don't want to say every major Hollywood picture, but there's just a certain amount of of I guess accessibility that comes with going to see independent films because by and large the films are done on fairly small budgets by people who have a whole lot of heart invested in the production. And they're not as uh, finite or contained. You know, when he says studio movie, you, mm-hmm. you know what you're going. You've seen the marketing for months already. Yeah. You realize, okay, I know what this is. Right. The beauty of the film <clears throat> festival is that you are going to be exposed to a lot of different ideas. And in within the course of a weekend, it's going to span the gamut of all sorts of things. And my favorite part of going to any film festival is, yeah, there's a couple that I have marked on my list that I want to see. But the ones around them are often the ones that surprise me. You know, I have no interest in this subject, but they told it in such an amazing way that I, mm-hmm. I do suddenly yeah. care about this thing that I had no background knowledge at all. So it challenges your perspective and might might give you some new interests, mm-hmm. things you would never have, have thought about, uh, or, or even just showcasing the performances <clears throat> or the locations that they've come up with. And Eric says about you know your your neighbor might be doing the film, but it's done in a professional way. You're being yeah. given this experience that that uh, you may not have sought out for itself. You know, you wouldn't have gone to the canoeing down the river movie as a, a, a Friday night out. But if it's next to the thing you wanted to see, go wow, that was really beautiful. Mm-hmm. That was executed in a way that made me understand something I didn't have any awareness of before i think you you both actually hit on two really interesting points in that the accessibility of it and the location side of it now on the location side i understand what eric's saying exactly where it's like if i see a studio movie let's say just a random one like the born you know ultimatum or something the one of those big movies where i get shot in like budapest and all this stuff and matt damon you know we know he's got some you know malibu house house there somewhere good for matt damon i love him he's great but it also feels very far removed. 
Right. Where it's like, you know, like, I will probably never meet this person. This is like an exotic thing in a way. It's like so beyond me. But then, um, to, you know, to Eric's points, like this one, you know, you talk to someone at the festival. Hey, I saw your movie. Oh, that's cool. I live like two hours from you. What? Sure. <laughs> like that changes it and makes it feel more real to you. And there's an inspiring factor to it, which leads to the accessibility side of it, which is that someone could see it and they maybe don't really have an interest in it or maybe they're doing you know maybe they're in a job that they frankly like hate and then they see this and they see these people that are putting their blood sweat and tears into this and some of them are really making something out of it and some of them have a future like they really get to places and then that's where it makes it feel like this is possible it's tangible i i really think you guys were on to something when you said that well and i think there have been many instances where someone who's attended the festival who doesn't have any connections meets up with some filmmakers that that uh, you know did something that they liked, and suddenly this person who kind of sitting in an island, not doing anything but having an idea, meeting a group of people that share a common interest, and hey, lo and behold, now this person who was once by themselves now has a group to collaborate with, and and their voice gets heard, and they feel like they're you know, part of a, a part of the the world, part yeah. of the world of filmmaking. Couldn't have said it better myself. You guys want some more food there? there there's still a lot of it. <laughs> I may ask for a. You want a little doggy bag? I really appreciate you guys again doing this. Like, I, I can't thank you enough. Um, excited to see what happens with Criff in the following years. Um, also, just for that matter, these other festivals. Like, I, I kind of just root. I root for them. I, I want them to do well. I want to see more people uh, come out to these things and be aware of it. Um, I certainly think the just the podcasting angle of it for myself uh, certainly been an education for one. But then I've also learned a lot. Um, got a lot of, you know, certainly gained a lot of contacts from this and, and hope to continue to continue to build my audience and just kind of help people get connected to the world of film and, and find how movies speak to us because uh, there's a hell of a lot to say about it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, that, that's all, that's really all I got for you guys. But uh, I, I can't thank you enough for, for doing this. So you're you're so welcome and thank you jordan for the promotional help for for the for the manpower that you put in that that was you know totally of your own of your own volunteering you know and just and just being a a friend of the festival i will end it on this because uh, i would be remiss if i did not mention this uh on the record uh, of the recording i have to give credit to my wife I absolutely have to give credit to my wife because she was there with me on all Friday and Saturday. She presented um, you an award, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> she, I have it as my, uh, I think it's like a cover page on my Facebook or something now. Um, I just, I can't say enough, like, how much her support is incredible to me. Like, she is not, to be frank, I mean, she's not really a movie person, to be honest. She does it for me. And she also... I think also gets inspired just as a person, even that's not that interested in movies. Like she, she walked away from the festival and she's like, it was really cool to seeing so many people be so happy. Um, people that are kind of creatives like you, Jordan, like they're doing different things and they're finding a place to just feel like they're normal. <laughs> uh, Cause sometimes the world we live in, especially for what we do, it does not always make us feel like we always have a place. Um, so I just, I, I can't thank her enough for just having my back on all this stuff. Uh, she certainly makes 
the the journey of all this worth it so i, I have to give some love to my wife on that so <laughs> absolutely you gotta right. have that support yeah They're i mean you guys are both make it happen you guys are both married we're right? both married with children oh yeah yeah and it it does it's it's hard because um you know when we're working hard on the festival mom and the kids are back home doing you know Sure. What they have to do, just like being on location for a movie, yeah. you're, you're not there for certain parts because you're putting an hour somewhere else. It's true, but they know what it's all about. That's the main thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, uh, that's all I got for you guys. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hit stop on this, but appreciate you guys again very very much. Hey, right. Thanks so Thanks, much, Jordan.